Welcome to episode 17 of the Drink Local podcast. My name is William, and I'm with Misa. And we are longtime avid craft beer enthusiasts. We aren't industry insiders. We aren't Cicerones, and we are not brewers. By the way, we also aren't critics. What we are is we're just people like you. People who really, really love beer. We've been drinking craft beer for over 15 years now, and during that time, our passion for craft beer has informed so many of our experiences, whether it's tourism, our culinary preferences, the types of activities we do for fun, craft beer has always played a role. So with that said, once again, it's episode 17. It is a really, really hot evening. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are glad that we have a lot of beer. To drink because this is a special one. This is a mega tasting that we yeah. Doing. It's a serious situation I have in we have in front of us. Yeah, this is our Godspeed Brewery mega tasting. All right. Yeah, because uh, we have AC, but it's really loud, so we can't have it on while we record. So this is our cooling system. Yeah. The beers. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you pop it? All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Okay. So far, so good. So far, so good. Let's see if my pouring technique is to standard. The thing is, when I pour it, um, well, well it still mm, has a lot of... Pretty. I try to pour it quietly because... Uh, but, you know, I kind of had to carry them and stuff when I was taking pictures, and so they're foamy. They're a little foamy, but, you know, we can start with the not-foamy ones. Yeah, we're definitely, yeah, we'll start with those, and, you know. I mean, we're, I mean it's going to take time just to mention all of them. Yeah, we're drinking seven Godspeed <laughs> beers for this episode. We're basically doing a mega tasting, so you can think of it like these are not uh, tall cans. These are 12-ounce yeah. cans. Your standard. So we're each mm-hmm. having uh, three and a half. seven, uh, no, six-ounce oh. uh, tasters. Or you're, you're going to say three-and-a-half beer? Yeah. That yeah, that's one way to say it. <laughs> don't, don't just decide the metric. Okay, though. sorry. I mean... <laughs> yeah, we're having three-and-a-half beers each, which is, you know... Yeah. When you, when you put it like that, yeah, it, it doesn't does, sound like that. Cr- it doesn't that sound crazy. that crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, when you put it as a seven, six ounce tasters, it's just that is a lot. Yeah. I mean, we're not gonna finish them all. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, like, so Godspeed is a brewery. Yeah. In Toronto. Toronto. Mm-hmm. That we were lucky enough to be able to go to one time. Yes. And we. I happen to have a lot of stories about that place. Yeah. Because there are a lot of reasons why it's connected to the beer community that we were already a part of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we were really excited to get a chance to drink these beers. Yes. And we wanted to make sure and taste them all with you guys. <laughs> so that was the plan. So let's go ahead and each choose one. And then we'll go down and we'll, we'll talk about what they are. But we'll choose one to taste. Yeah. And so I'm going to choose the one that's closer to me. And it's called the Baby Shizumu. Baby Shizumu? Baby Shizumu. Huh. And this is a 
3.4 ABV oh. West Coast Baby Pale Ale. They call it a Baby Pale Ale. Interesting. Okay, okay. so I'm expecting, you know, big, bold, hop flavors. West Coast what? Baby, baby Pale Ale. Pale Ale. But, okay. you know, it has, I'm assuming the baby comes from the, the ABV is so low. Right, right. Right. Now, I don't know. Like I feel like I ordered a, uh -huh. a Shizumu. <laughs> okay. But it's possible that, that they well, ran out. So they're they like, we'll put the baby, baby in there. Because they turn, they turn them over real quick. Over they there, threw in the fire. baby with the bathwater. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Aggressive cheers. Sorry. Mmm. Mmm. Okay, so I'm drinking ochame. Nice. Green tea lager. Because I think there's another ochame, which is a something else. I see. I think. But this is a green tea lager. And it's 5.8. And on the side it says ocha biru in Japanese, which is tea beer. So ocha is like tea. And for Japanese people, like tea, if you just say Ocha, it's like green tea. That's the default tea, you know. Uh, and um, so the name ochame is like a pun on the tea, but ochame is like somebody uh, like kind of char being charming when you're being charming or something like that, you know, a little cute, a little silly, something like that. Um, so it's like a pun. So it's a cute name. Describe the can. Okay, so the can, uh, a lot of their, uh, I don't know if it's like core beers, but um, because the Baby Shizumu has like a illustration, but a lot of these cans that they have um, are um, based on like Japanese shibori, which is like a tie-dye technique, a Japanese tie-dye technique. So this one, it has like the... Uh, like a matcha green sort of color. What's the thing where they tie you up? Um, shibari. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was confusing. The shibori is actually it means like to to uh ring like squeeze like, you know, um. So a lot of it is like tie dye and like Japanese specific fabric because there's. A few here, it's more based on like sashiko, which is another Japanese like fabric technique, which is like a, like, um, it's like a sewing technique to uh, make patterns with like running stitches and stuff like that. So I'm kind of, I am kind of interested to know what, the, if they have some sort of tie with like uh, Japanese fabrics, mm. you know, if, if there's some sort of reason or they just like the aesthetic. I bet they just like the aesthetic. Like that's what I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. I mean, it's great because yeah. it's very like it's very Japanese, but it's also very like uh, um, graphical. Yeah. You know, it's very like uh, like simple graphic design. I mean, you know. If you were to come across their can somewhere, you mm -hmm. would know right away that it was a Godspeed beer, just mm -hmm. based on the aesthetic. Even though yeah. they're not all the same, they are thematically like tied together mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. But the uh, baby Shizumu mm -hmm. is a much different kind of can. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, so this can has like, it says the title, Baby Shizumu, 
but like a Hollywood sign on a beach, and it's like a shark. It's like a really oh. cool. It's like it's like a metallic shark, and all kinds of just things in the ocean, including a little Akachan, a little baby. In, oh really? Can't see. Yeah, in a duck. Uh, what do you call those things? Uh, lifesaver. Oh yeah, like a. A duck inner tube. Yeah, but it's like he's just sitting on it, like it's like a boat. Yeah. Baby Shizumu. So Shizumu is to sink. I see. So yeah, it it does. It looks like an old. It's like one of those things where it's like an old city that uh, is now underwater. Yeah. There's like wreckage, sort of. Maybe it's post San Andreas fault. <laughs> Maybe. Cracking. Escape from LA style. But yeah, so this beer is definitely like a session. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, like, but I mean, the, the, the ABV is even lower. The ABV is about 2% lower than what you would get in your average session. But like, they try to make up for the lack of um, alcohol content. Mm -hmm. with uh like bolder more bitter uh very close to the hop flavors like the beer it tastes like almost like if you were like just it tastes like the aroma mm -hmm. of fresh hops yeah 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 mm -hmm. you know so it says <clears throat> it's a, an offshoot of their full strength west coast ipa um, Chizumu, I yeah. guess, is similarly intended to showcase hops from the Pacific Northwest with more of an eye towards calculated restraint and sessionability. First impressions brim with Chinook and Centennial hops by way of grapefruit pith resin and that signature pine. At just 3.5 ABV, its light body is buoyed, buoyed, buoyed by a pleasant caramel malt backbone and polished bitter finish. Okay. So the next one that we're drinking mm -hmm. is Svetli Lezach, 12 degrees. Oh. That's what I'm thinking this is called. <laughs> uh, you have to forgive me if I'm mispronouncing this, but uh, it's a Czech premium pale lager and yes it is <laughs> check premium pale lager yeah and i think that there are a few of these in our collection but of different degrees mm -hmm. so i don't really know what well, the difference is exactly but um one thing that i will mention real quick mm -hmm. is that on their can mm -hmm. they also have what is their their motto mm -hmm. or their <laughs> yeah, title, yeah. <laughs> which is brewed or excuse me godspeed brewery godspeed brewery made with struggle and love in toronto canada <laughs> struggle and love i know i know like that sounds so fucking romantic like it sounds so serious like <laughs> it sounds like a big deal and i love that kind of shit Okay, so a little bit about that beer, the Czech premium pale lager. Uh, one cannot truly understand the depth of the Czech brewing philosophy until, until he or she has made it to the country and hook up with 
the greatest beer inspirations and personality of the Czech Republic. Back in Shit. November 2018, our brewmaster was selected to be part of a Czech Republic trade mission hosted by the Czech American Embassy and Canadian Consulate Economic and Trade Sections. This trip was such a revelation and by far one of our brewmaster's be best beer trips ever. Oh, so he actually went there. Wow. Godspeed's fascination for the Czech brewing philosophy and culture is growing day by day. This Svetli Lozak 12 degrees is only the beginning of a long journey and friendship with the Czech brewing culture and people. We are now studying and sourcing some of the finest Czech raw materials for designing our new Czech lagers made with the true Czech brewing philosophy. Philosophy. We've never been that excited. Interesting. Nazdravi. Whatever so means something in Czech. So this is, you know, uh, crushable like you would expect mm. from a Czech lager. Mm. But it's also, I think, a little more full-bodied mm -hmm. than I would have expected mm -hmm. it to be. You mm -hmm. know, there are different degrees of this, so that may have something to do with it. But um, it's much more of it's much more of a beer than I, than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, so this one is actually. You think it's the same, but it's actually different. Svetle Vysipni Pivo. Okay, Ten degrees. Pivo. Okay. Czech Pale Lager. So, that's what this is. Okay. And this one is a little more, like, lighter in terms of, like, flavor. It's not as, like, of a punch, but it's yeah. still very, like... Yeah. Like, this is a day beer. This is a beer mm -hmm. that you're going to be drinking, like, all the time. Yeah. That's and really excuse good. our pronunciation because... We're not Czech. Yeah. It has a lot of, uh, what do you call the little things on top umlauts of... Umlauts and... None of them are umlauts. And accents. Yeah. And I don't even... To the point, we don't even know what they're called. <laughs> Okay, we. Oh, yeah, I'm just guessing. I'm just. I'm not even looking at it. I'm just guessing. Neither of us speak the language where it has a bunch of those things on I'm top of it. I'm gonna keep it going. Are you trying to go ahead? Um, we don't need to read every description. We, we don't. Get it. They're made with love and struggle. Yes. These motherfuckers have mm -hmm. been traveling the mm -hmm. world to make sure that they're bringing the finest beer mm -hmm. to Toronto, Canada, <laughs> and we can attest to that. Like, yeah. 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 We yeah. know some things, and we're gonna share some things. Mm -hmm. So. This one that I'm drinking uh -huh. is the other Ochame. Okay. And this one is described as a what? Ah. As a green tea IPA. So that's an IPA. This one's a lager. Okay. I haven't had that lager yet. I'm excited Ah, so when I yeah. taste it again after the, the Czech beers, I tasted the fresh, like the tea all over again. Oh, yeah. This one's Grace. really good. This is really good. So I have a really big thing for green tea IPAs mm -hmm. because um, oh. the first one that I ever had made a huge impression on me. Mm -hmm. And that was the Stone Brewing. Yeah, yeah. I think we mentioned IPA. it before. It mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I wish that they were still brewing it or were doing it from time to time, you mm -hmm. know, but I don't really follow It was Stone like a collaboration yeah. beer. It was Stone Baird Ishii. Uh -huh. Yeah, which are uh, Baird and Ishii are two Japanese breweries. Hmm. Yeah, mm. that's very nice. Mm. Mm. It's very well balanced. They're not, I feel like they're not really uh, 
trying to overly infuse it with tea. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Try the try the lager, the okay. tea lager. So I. Should get some water. Here's some water. Oh, perfect. So, I just had a sip of sabaku, which is the other mm. can that has like an illustration, right? Yeah. So like, oh, so good. Yeah, this is really good. Um, the, he just had the ochame lager. That, so I just had a sip of sabaku, which means uh, desert, and it's a can with an illustration of a desert. Um. And like a little sun, it's like this kind of yellowy can. And I didn't read the description and I drank it. <laughs> and I was like, mmm. Oh. This is a, sorry, pale ale with Japanese sudachi citrus. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so sudachi is like a uh, type of. Japanese citrus that's kind of like a lime. I wow, think I it's smell the citrus. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. It's so good. So yeah. it's like um it's like a green. Mm. This one's so different. Wow. Because mm. it also has like that grapefruity. Oh wow. So it, it looks like a lime. It's kind of more round and a little smaller. And um it's wow. used to more just like the squeeze the juice as like a flavor like when you would like squeeze a lemon on something mm -hmm. you know um you can squeeze a sudachi on something you don't like really eat it um so it's like that kind of citrus fruit and you, you really kind of get it and it's citrus but it, it has like a different flavor the thing i find interesting about um the citrus fruits especially the ones that you use more as like a little uh flavor addition to foods is it's interesting to me because I feel like each culture there's so many different citruses like because yeah. you know like in in Mexican world there's a lot of lime, lime. But, you know but like uh, in in the Philippines they use this like thing called calamansi which is like an even tinier little green uh, citrus mm -hmm. which is like like a lime but it's like sweeter but it kind of has this tang and they actually do like make juices and stuff too and you can eat it but like they squeeze that into like a soy sauce you nice. know so you kind of get some sort of like a um what do you call it uh like a ponzu type of thing you I know see. um and Jap in, in japanese culture we have the sudachi we have yuzu we have like kabo so we have so many different types of little citruses like that that like add a little flavor and it's like I want to get all of them to, like, those are the kinds of things that, like... And in America, we have the lemon. Right. Well, you got, you got lemon, you got, like, a <laughs> Meyer lemon, you know, which is kind of Different more lemon. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, lemon's no joke. I like lemons. No, a lemon is great, but mm -hmm. I prefer a lime. Yeah, yeah, no, like a limeade, I'm like, yeah, give me, a, give me that lime. Lemon, like... You, you, you can't make Sprite with just lemon. The yeah. lime has to come in. Yeah, the lime adds a little bit more of like a sense of flavor. Lime is way funkier, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what good. I like. I like, I want to know about all these other little citrus things around the world, you know? <laughs> like, I'm sure there's a world out there I don't know about. But this is fucking fantastic.
So the Sub-box. last one, mm-hmm. we finally made it to number seven. Oh, shit. Believe it or not. Okay, this is the seventh one, okay? <sighs> okay. Now, and of course, this one's <laughs> the hardest one to pronounce. I don't know how I Go. ended up being the one to Go. do this. Okay. Don't, don't pressure me. <laughs> Nefiltrovane. Oh, shit. Svetle. Vicepni. Wow. Pivo. Eight degrees. And I feel like I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I did a great job with that. I feel like I did my damn thing. In fact, I want you to go. I want you to go. Shit. (laughs) Nefotrovane Svetli Visepni people. See? So the... Aside from the first word, it's the same as this other one, the Pivo, 10 degrees. Okay. So this is the, un- it says unfiltered Czech pale lager. Yeah, even though, it, you know, it's pretty 3.0. Pretty cool. All right, I'm going to try it out. Go ahead. So all the Czech mm. beers have... 3%? 3, yeah, so that's the mm. lowest. So, I mean, I guess this is good that we're doing this because none of the beers are, like, that crazy. Yeah, nothing is that high on the ABV. The highest is going to be on 5.6 or so. 5.8. Ochame Lager, 5.8. Oh, the Green Tea IPA Ochame is... 6.5, 5, 6.5, so that's okay, the highest. Go. Okay, okay. Um, so, but yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. So, we, so we've had a taste of all these beers, mm-hmm, and we're mm-hmm. going to keep drinking them mm-hmm. as we go on. But what we're going to talk ah, about so is we're going to talk about Godspeed. Uh-huh. We're going to talk a little bit about Toronto beer. Yes. Um, I am hoping to also talk a little bit about beer trading hmm. how we ended up arriving at these beers mm-hmm, how we mm-hmm. hope to arrive at some different beers in the future mm-hmm. i had one note to make after we did all seven um so the czech beers have the sashiko uh pattern theme on the cans mm-hmm. the running stitch like mm-hmm ones and then the ochame have like the shibori patterns on it i see i see so maybe that's their kind of distinction well i mean you know i mean they have uh, all kinds of other beers too that we you know that weren't available so so after we do all that of yes. course we're going to get into what made us want to drink mm-hmm. and we're going to take questions from the beer curious mm-hmm. uh but you may be wondering mm-hmm. this place mm-hmm. is called godspeed mm-hmm. In Toronto, right? Why do all these beers <laughs> have Japanese names aside from the Czech ones? And then, yeah, <laughs> and then there, and then there, there's this Czech connection. What's going on here? Right. So what we're gonna do is break down what we're seeing as to what's going on here. Okay. And then we'll just see where that takes us. Okay. Okay. So we. Ended up going to Godspeed mm. just by chance. Well, it wasn't. I mean, yeah. you, you eyed it out. Yeah. As you do. Yes. Whenever we we go somewhere, you, yes. you find places in advance. Yes. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not like we, you know, it's like if it was closed that day, uh-huh. 
We would have. We wouldn't. Yeah, we. Well, we actually. I don't know if you remember. We got there and they weren't open yet. But they were going to be open soon. Right. We like had to hang out. Very cute neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Very cute neighborhood. Yeah. Um, But we were visiting with my brother in law, Uh our brother in law, Uh Kuo Chan. Uh He was on the podcast Uh before Uh with his wife. Episode. His sister, Emma Chan. Uh And. He lives in Toronto. Yeah. So we went to visit him and do some sightseeing Mm -hmm. and watch a basketball game. Mm -hmm. Things that we tend to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we all, we decided to go there together. Mm -hmm. And And he had never been there. Right. Yeah. And we found out that this place was basically a Japanese style izakaya. Mm Mm-hmm. And craft brewery. Mm-hmm. It's the only one I've ever seen. So izakayas are like the Japanese equivalent of like somewhere like in a between pub. like a gastro pub mm-hmm. and almost like street food almost. Like, but like inside of a brick and mortar. Like I mean in terms of the level of food. Of food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean You know, it's really good food. But I don't it's think like that... It's like tapas. Yeah, right. Like, or you go like tapas. Like, yeah. I don't think that like Japanese people are necessarily like associating izakaya with mm. fine dining. Like there are fine dining izakayas. Right, right. Izakaya can come in. Right. No, izakaya know. is like basically like for Japanese people, it's a bar. Right. You know, because uh, I guess that, I mean, but there's always food. At yeah. an izakaya, yeah, so that's what it's always really. Good. That's what Japanese people like to do is make sure we're eating and drinking. So it's like it's it's kind of what I imagine is you're going there with the f- like some friends or a group of friends, and you get you order like a bunch of little dishes and you get beer and then whatever you know. It's not just beer; it's yeah. whatever. Now the thing is, a lot of times when you go to an izakaya, mm-hmm. you're gonna get. A very limited selection of beer. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. It's usually the the the, cla- the, 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 the food, basic. The food and the beer combination, right? Is godlike, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's just it is, is what it like. They go together so well. Mm-hmm. So these particular beers mm-hmm. are all like, oh, you would eat some. These are pairing beers. Totally, totally. These beers are certainly designed. Mm. with being paired with food in mind. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way that you would taste the flavor profiles of these beers mm-hmm. and think that they weren't designed to go along with things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so... And I feel like they even had, like, what you should drink it with. Like I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. So, in Japan, the craft beer izakaya is becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. You know, where you can get very good craft beer and also some really good, you know, izakaya style food. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the only craft beer izakaya that I'm aware of in the Western Hemisphere. That's right. And not, it's, just, it's not just a, it's like a brewery. Yeah, it's it's a not brewery. just a, it's a bar. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, so this is a one of a kind place. It's very. Totally. Yeah, it's, 
it's very special. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. what they're doing is super cool. Mm -hmm. And so we did this. Mm -hmm. Then we went to Japan. Mm -hmm. And there is a friend of mm -hmm. Misa's mm -hmm. from high school mm -hmm. who um, this guy is really cool. Um, I think I can say his name. It's not gonna. Mm -hmm. uh, he, if you like watch beer stuff on YouTube, you mm -hmm. might have even seen him. Mm -hmm. You know, um, because uh, people have interviewed him as craft beer has started to in increase in popularity mm -hmm. uh, amongst tourists to Japan. Right. Right. So um, he owns a craft beer izakaya mm -hmm. called Kazenori Meri. Mm -hmm. And when we went there, mm -hmm. we noticed that he had a bunch of empty bottles decorating right. his bar. Yeah. And a few of them were from Godspeed. Right. And so we were like, you know Godspeed? Yeah. And he's like, shit, fuck yeah, I know Godspeed. Like, like they're great. Yeah. You know? And we were just like, why? Do you want to? Well, so when I asked... When I asked him about it, what he was saying was because, so he owns his own spot now, but he used to work for this beer bar called Ushitora, which is kind of one, it's, I don't know how long they've been around, but they're kind of one of the earlier uh, beer, craft beer bars in Tokyo, right? Over, over a decade. Yeah, so they were, uh, they had like a couple locations and he actually took over one of the locations because they moved to like a bigger location. Right. And so he stayed, so he uh, used to work for them, um, serving beer and stuff. And so I remember when we would go to Ishtora, he had mentioned this other brewery in Canada, I think also Toronto, called Deer Du Seal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and so he was saying how Ushtora and they have like this like tight relationship mm -hmm. where they would come and like whatever, you know, the brewers and stuff like that. Right. So I was like, oh, okay. So then he, what he had told me was, oh, Godspeed, the, the brewer there, he used, he's, he used to, uh, either brew there. Yeah. I'm sure he was brewing there, you know, at Deer to Sell. Mm -hmm. steal. So that's how he knows him or something like that. So I was like, oh, oh, that's cool, you know. But then, like, later on, um, I think it was literally when we were writing about Canada because we, uh, on our blog, we uh, have, we've written about our trip to Canada, if you want to, like, yeah. read about it, um, on the DL Written about uh, some very cool breweries. Yeah, so we wrote about it, you know. So I think when I was looking it up, that's when I realized, I don't know why he didn't tell me this whole part, but uh, that this, the, the brewmaster, which I should know this guy's name, um, but the brewmaster and owner of Godspeed, um, he actually used to live in Japan. And when Ushitora... It started out with an izakaya, as an izakaya, but then down the line, they started uh, a brewery. Beer, yeah. yeah, so they started a brewery outside of Tokyo, and uh, they're brewing their own beers. 
It's um, hard to have a brewery in Tokyo. Yeah, it's just no space, you yeah. know. So they, they're a little bit outside of Tokyo, so we haven't been there. But um, So when they opened up the brewery, this guy, I don't know if you want to look up his name. This guy was um, the first brewmaster at Ustola Brewery. And so he was uh, there for, I don't know how long, but then, he, you know, like, I mean, he's uh, uh, a Canadian, you know, so he was on some sort of visa in Japan. And, you know, visas are just a bitch to deal with. And so I think it just got too difficult to stay in Japan and keep doing this. So he was, he had to kind of move back to uh, Canada. And so then he uh, eventually opened up his own brewery godspeed so i can't find his name oh because their website does not have an about section oh okay uh i looked up godspeed brewmaster but i couldn't find anything okay i can look it up so hopefully we'll be able to get that information but anyway though luke fine fair enough luke (laughs) just just, hold on a luke (laughs) Uh, so, so he was the head brewer at Deer yeah. de Sioux. So anyway, so, so th- this guy was brewer. So Ushitora mm-hmm. is, that's, that place is very near and dear to my heart. That was the first craft mm-hmm. beer brewery that I'd ever gone to, or a craft beer bar that I'd gone to in Japan. And I, I went there because somehow, as we were talking about it, she had reconnected with this guy, Nakano. Mm-hmm. And we had developed a friendship after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, my my uh, high school classmate, she happened to like, I was kind of talking to her. on. She was on Twitter at the time, and I was like talking to her. And so she was friendly with him. I knew of him, but I never talked to him before, like when I was in high school. And so she knew she was close with him. So she, was, I guess, she was always hanging out there. She was. She's not like a craft beer person, but she was like, oh, my friend is working at this bar. Hell, hell yeah, I'm gonna go eat and drink there, you know. So there's definitely like a group of people from my high school that are like, we're always hanging out there, and I'm sure they're hanging out at his spot now. And so she was like, saying this, and I was like, what? That guy, like, yeah, because like the last thing I heard, we, like, he was like, I thought he was gonna become a lawyer or something. Yeah, he's trying to be a lawyer, <laughs> right? So, like, he was like a very extremely uh, smart, you know, bright person. Um, and so, well, which is illustrated because he's able to carve his own path and do this totally. You know? Yeah, like, it's and not so, easy to do this. It's not easy to do. No, totally. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And so he. Uh, I'm not. Say, I'm not saying that he, he's n- not because he's doing this now. I'm not saying that at all. No, I'm just saying that like saying, that's the last thing I had heard. Smarter, but what? You're, you're even smarter. If oh my you god! Having out your own how to business. Not be a lawyer. <laughs> exactly. You know. Right. I mean. But I guess like he. I don't know if the, it was like so he ended up hanging out at Ushitora a lot. And, and then he just fell in love with craft beer and all this. And then he just eventually started. He was a regular there first. Yeah. And then he started working there. And then eventually, you know, um, has his own place. And he's like, he 
doesn't brew, you know, so he carries like a lot of Ushtara beer among other things, you know, a lot of um, <coughs> other like Japanese breweries and uh, non-Japanese breweries and stuff like that. But um, he like cooks all the food. Yeah, he cooks. Yeah, and a lot, so... A lot of the cooking. Yeah, he, well, yeah, yeah, but he like he comes up anymore. with he comes yeah. up with like the menu even if he's okay. not literally there cooking it. Yeah, and so his specialty I think is curry. Yeah, so he has all kinds of different curry and stuff like that. And I think uh, because of the coronavirus and stuff, even though things weren't as strictly shut down in Japan, but there was a period where like bars had to close and all this. And so he, I think he. Um, I think it was for a limited time and I don't know if he's still doing it. I think he is, but like he was able to package like some of the curry and stuff that he makes um and sell it. Oh wow. So that people could take it home and stuff That's like cool. that. Yeah. But he's he was doing take out. I'm pretty sure they're open now. Yeah. But yeah, so he, you know, I mean if you're ever in Tokyo and Shimokitazawa, like definitely hit up Ushitora and Kazenori Mary yeah. because uh, the food is yeah he'll yeah, all, he'll you'll definitely it's also good it's good yeah yeah I mean yeah. we'll post the link and everything he's always posting photos of like delicious foods and stuff that he made on yeah, his Instagram so that's why yeah. <laughs> believe it or not that's why this guy <laughs> Luke yeah who knows who. <laughs> <laughs> La Fontaine. Of course. The. What was my first guess? Yes. Luke La Fontaine. This Luke is why. Luke Bim La Fontaine. Excuse me. Luke Bim. It says Bim in quotes. B I M. Okay. Um, this is why he has this Japanese aesthetic mm -hmm. and this driving force behind the izakaya mm -hmm. that is guiding the way that he brews and the way that he conducts business mm -hmm. you know and as far as i know you know unfortunately because of the virus mm -hmm. uh godspeed is also their kitchen is closed of course yeah well they actually uh celebrated their third anniversary like a few days ago this week um but they you know obviously they couldn't really have a party or anything you know um but yeah so they're Three years old at this point. So, but I mean, but this guy is mm -hmm. like really well rounded. Because, totally. I mean, he's gone to Japan, and he and he, you know, he's what I respect about Luke Bim La Fontaine. La Fontaine. <laughs> La Fontaine. Wow. Is, <laughs> I didn't say that. I don't know. Maybe, like, I don't know. Like, it sounds it sounds French. Like, maybe he's, like, from Quebec. I don't know. Like, I don't know where he's originally from. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean. But, anyway, though. Uh, so, but, like, what I respect about this guy uh, is that he saw something uh, that other people weren't seeing. Uh, which is that they're brewing their own style a really good beer uh -huh. in Japan, uh -huh. you know, and he was able to export that first uh -huh. right away. And he is a student of the game because I respect the fact that he went and learned about Czech beer too. Like he's not like satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know? Yeah. I really feel like he's a beer nerd. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I mean, 
I guess to a degree, you know, if you're going to be a brewmaster, you're a beer nerd. But, like, I just feel, like, a, a, a sense of, like... There's still levels. Yes. You know, of of just, what do you call it? Like, he's a scholar. Yeah, you yeah. know? Totally. Like, always studying totally. and, like, learning, like, deeply about different, like, cultures and stuff. But, like... Czech beer uh-huh. is you, you can get Czech beer in any store, uh-huh. but you're getting specific beers. Uh-huh. People are not necessarily brewing beers patterned after Czech style beers, uh-huh. and that's what makes what they're doing cutting edge because they're doing some. They're in. I always talk about how competitive uh-huh. the craft beer. Uh-huh world is because it's a ton of individuals Mm -hmm. fighting and also helping each other Mm -hmm. but also fighting for two or three percent of total market share (laughs) right where (laughs) right 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 where uh well i mean it might be a little bit bigger by now but yeah bigger now yeah but where you know, the majority um, still drink out there drinking like Bud Light. Yeah, and shit. right. Yeah, you know, so mm-hmm. to be able to do something that is unique mm-hmm. is so important, and that's what they're doing with this place, and that's why I really, really love this place, and have been mm-hmm. wanting to talk about them for a long time. Yeah, and have been wanting to drink their beers. Yes, and I'm so thankful to mm-hmm. Colchon. Yes, for being able to send us these beers. Right. You know, because mm-hmm. that was the only way <laughs> yeah. that we were going to get them. Yep, yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you want to explain to them how we, how we got them? Sure. So, basically, um, you know, a lot of beer places are doing delivery. Mm-hmm. Most deliveries are confined to their state or like if it's like small states or like a tri-state <clears throat> situation. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, we have ordered beers from Oakland mm-hmm. and had them delivered through, mm-hmm. you know, various courier services that deliver. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean, we've been lucky to be able to get stuff in California. Right, California right. is pretty fucking big. So. Right. Yeah. But we had them sent to our brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And then he got and you order us. them online, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then he, he got them to us. Yeah. We sent him some. Yeah. We sent some to her dad, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so we made sure to spread the love with all these beers. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm really, really interested in how people are trading these beers mm. and doing these kinds of things and sharing beers mm-hmm. right now, because I know that this was like a big thing and we talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit. I had read an article about right, it right. one time mm-hmm. about yeah. how the beer trade is like getting really crazy. Yeah, you know. But I would imagine that now, mm-hmm. right, it's completely changed. You know. Yeah, because more places are just directly delivering to you. Right, right. You don't and, have to get it through the black market or the right. whatever. But the fuck I'm is sure happening. the black market is still, yeah. you know, changed too. Totally. Because I think the people are probably more desperate. To get beers that they wouldn't ordinarily get now. And people have more ability to get those beers too. Right. You know? Right. 
And, you know, I think that there's an element of just, uh, I, I really feel like we just want to be social. Yeah, you know, yeah, like no, that's really something. true. Mm-hmm. We want to do something together. Interact. Like, like, we know? want to do some sort of interaction. Yeah. Even if it's not direct. Right. Yeah. Like me, like at this stage, I don't really see myself like doing like, you know, something like official, like like having an account on something. And then, like, being like, we trade beers. Oh, uh-huh. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. But amongst my friends, yeah. you know, I love doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? And we've been doing it. We've traded with some people. We've sent beer to Nakano, and we always uh, bring yeah. some to him yeah, we, we when we go to years. Japan. Yeah. We've been that for years, yeah. We sent him to my sister in Japan. Yeah, we've yeah. been that for years, too. Uh, but during this pandemic, we've been doing it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with some friends. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a... Uh, episode down the line with yeah. some of the beer, other beers we got. And some other beers that we from got. Right. beer trading, right? And I would like to do some <clears throat> other friends too. Totally, you know, like it's been, you know, it's a really good time to try to be enterprising mm-hmm. about how you're gonna find new flavors mm-hmm. and new kinds of beers because you got to figure out how to get it to you now. Yeah, yeah, no, I I really do think that, like, if you want to, I think we've mentioned this, but if you want to take something positive out of this pandemic, is that a lot of these places have been like, well, I guess we have to do an online store, like some of these places didn't have it, and a lot of these places didn't deliver beer, you know, but now they do, they figured it out, because otherwise, what are they going to fucking do, you know, Um, and I was listening to uh, uh, a podcast of a a Japanese radio, and they were talking about this with, like, the music industry, like, they're more like more underground ground idol industry <laughs> that they have over there mm-hmm. where a lot of the music wasn't necessarily like you had to go to the place to to the little concerts that they were having to buy the CDs and whatever but now they're like okay we're we're going to make them available online and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of forced a lot of different businesses and whatever to um really consider distribution in like a bigger scale yeah you know and and like good for them because um they're figuring out a way to do the distribution like directly on their end which like i mean you know i don't know how easy that is it it, is i'm sure it's hard but you know i think go being able to sell directly is also profiting because they don't have to s- sell it at like a wholesale price. Right. You know, right. I'm assuming. So, you know, and I mean, you know, well, that's one thing, mm-hmm. you know, I really, I like small business mm-hmm. and I like to go directly to people. Like, I'm like, you know, I romanticize that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm somebody who, you know, I just feel like, ah, oh, like, you gotta, have an appreciation mm-hmm. for the so-called little guy. Right. And and the beauty of it, I think, in part, is that you might have even met this person. Right. You know, or, like, we definitely saw this guy, you know, when we were there. Oh, yeah, Like, he sure. was in the back, you know. And um, 
you know, we, you, I think you mentioned on the podcast how when we ordered beer from Ogopogo, the owner delivered it himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, it's, it's that, like, we're, it's a tighter relationship if we're talking about interaction. Yeah. You know, that you're getting from these breweries, how big or small like, they are, you know. Even lab- if you might think that they're big, it's still like... A labor of love like, matters. Totally. You know? and struggle better, and yeah. love or whatever they said. Yeah, struggle and struggle love. Struggle and love, yeah. And, so, and, and it feels better to contribute your dollars, mm-hmm. your ducats, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, mm-hmm. you know, to these people as right. opposed to a merchant store. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know... Website, right? You know, like the like. That's Even the though they have their own story too, obviously. Yeah, but, but, yeah. But it's not the same thing, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, they literally made it. You know, I mean, it's nice to be able to deliver the thing that you literally made. You know, directly to the consumer. Right. Like there's, so you, know, you can there's taste a joy the in love that. in these beers. Totally. You know? And that's you know, Godspeed makes fantastic, fantastic it's beer. Top notch like the balance of everything and the flavor it's it's just you know when you when you've been drinking craft beer and you go to different breweries some are like really good and you're like oh this is like some top level shit and then you also go to places where you're like okay well i mean they're like a hair above like home brewing. You know what I mean? Like honestly. It's true. It's true. You know? Yeah, and and you they know, I hate like that because you can, you know, like I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I don't then... hate that, but I mean, but I hate uh, feeling judgmental about it. Well, I mean, it's just it's not it's not being judgmental. <laughs> no, I mean, it's for, just for myself, like it's when I'm having I hate when I'm like mm. It's all right. Yeah, like, like you, you know, got a long way to go. Like, know. keep working on your craft. Like, you know, but I mean, it's true. You know, you got to go through it to like, you yeah. know, and some people get the money to put something together and actually have a brewery sooner than other people. Right. Some people, like, they'll just fucking be like, okay, I'm ready to have a brewery. And they fucking have it. And other people, they're like, they've been a brewmaster there. They've been brewing over here. They go to different places and they eventually finally have their own shit. And then, you know what? It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is what that is. And it's like we've had all the beers that uh, we had there. Like I was looking. I took a picture of the beer menu. uh, And they have a a Dortmunder German lager, Otsukare-sama, which I think is kind of one of their core beers. Yeah. Uh, Kemudi, which means smoke, which is a smoked porter. Yuzu, uh, which was like a saison with yuzu. Sudachi, which is a saison with sudachi, which is what was in the sabaku. But this one is a saison. Hanabi, smoked saison. You know, so they, they, they have such an interesting combination of flavors. Right. And you just know that, like, this is somebody who's, like, obsessed with flavors and tweaking it and, like, really refining like chemist, it. Yeah, you know? Yeah, you know? Like, like you, they're really serious about that. Yeah, you, know? you like, just appreciate that shit. When breweries are able to find beers mm-hmm. with a very fascinating flavor profile, mm-hmm. that's, like, striking gold. Right. This is a brewery mm-hmm. with a flavor yes. profile. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an entire thing. Right, and it's not even, like, because, you know, sometimes you get beers that's like, 
oh, we did a, this thing. And it's just like crazy. And you just feel like you just did that because you felt like that was some crazy shit. Right. You know, whereas like this is not, they weren't like reaching for shit. They were like, ooh, this and this flavor, like, you know, they fucking got that shit right. together and it was like fucking magic, you know? Right. And so it's like really well thought out you really feel the struggle and the love like i I really didn't know about that slogan that they have you love it you love that slogan i mean because you just feel like the uh like the struggle you feel like yeah yeah it's not easy you know yeah and but like you really the result like really speaks for itself so like i really can't have enough good things to say about this brewery but you know what there were a lot of good breweries yes. in Toronto. There was. That's what I thought. Now, mm-hmm. one of my favorites was not technically a microbrewery. Okay. But I really liked their beer, and that was uh, Steam Whistle. Oh, uh huh. You know, and I liked Steam Whistle because at the time, they, they do two beers now at least. Right. But at the time, they were doing one. Mm-hmm. Beer, yeah, and what they're and what they were doing. I respect beer, that. Yeah, was I, I think it was just a pilsner. Yep, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you know what? That shit was bomb. Yep, and I love when people do one thing really well. <laughs> I mean, I think that's yeah. super important. Yeah. I think that it's way more valuable it's to bold. do one thing really well than, than it is to do scatter shot. Right. Mediocre. Right. No, hell. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. They had a really cool brewery. It is right in it is right in the middle of everything. In downtown. Yeah, yeah. It's right by uh CN Tower. Yeah. Which is right like downtown yeah, where like perfect. the arena, the baseball like everything. It's yeah. all yeah, like it's right perfect. there. They made uh-huh. really good beer. Another brewery that's really good. I recommend the tour too. Yeah, actually, the tour was great. The tour, the tour was tour great. Was fantastic. And they you give know, you a beer tour. at the end. It's yeah. awesome. Shacklands. Yes, I love Shacklands. Shacklands yes. was one of the coolest yes. breweries we've been to. Yes. Like, ever. Very memorable. I love yeah, that place. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it was, I mean, it's in the name. It was like walking into, like, a shack. <laughs> um, but it was... All by design, and it was a brewery. It was like one of the most fascinating locations that I've seen in a while, just because they just had a bunch of random bullshit. Like they had, yeah, like, yeah. Like they had like so one of those pianos that like plays itself, like from like the. From like the wild wild west, you know. Like <laughs> I mean, it wasn't playing itself. It, it was just a, itself, it was just an upright things. piano. Yeah, it's an know. upright piano. Um, am I am I exaggerating? I mean, it was just a. I mean, it was just an upright piano. I don't know what to do. I didn't. I didn't really think it was it, gonna play it wasn't itself. Was one of those pianos that plays itself? I don't know. It was just a fucking piano, dude. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I found out um when we were writing the the blog because i was like googling these places uh was that the owner he used to work in like film oh i see you know so which i was like so oh it was a bunch of set 
So. Um, it, I mean, <sighs> that's why I think like he was that. doing lighting, but like it has like a bunch of knickknacks and like retro things, like old toys and like uh, there was like a bunch of old magazines, um, talking about like VCRs and just like old technology, you yeah. know, like it was, and they had like a shelf behind uh the bar that has all these knickknacks it was like if a hoarder had purpose had like purpose <laughs> yeah but like it wasn't hoarding right like the purpose right. was brewing beer right and then hoarding was just the uh right the other thing that was and but even on. the 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 <laughs> aesthetic of the the bar itself it just like just it looks like they just bought pieces of like wood and just put that shit together like you know, yeah. like unfinished, they just fucking nailed some shit together. Yeah. And um, their, I think their thing is like Belgians, you know, that's kind of their specialty. Oh, sours too, right? Sours and Belgians mm -hmm. and Saisons and stuff like yeah, that. Very, yeah, like very funky good. stuff. Yeah, because they do they other have, stuff too, but that's kind of their like uh, they specialty. They were in this area called the Junction. Yeah. And there were at least three breweries. Yeah. Collected together, yeah, including Junction Brewery, Junction Brewery, mm -hmm. uh, Rainhard, Rainhard Brewery, mm -hmm. and Shacklands. Mm -hmm. And these were three different kinds of breweries. Shacklands yeah. was my favorite, yeah, both from an aesthetic mm -hmm. and a beer standpoint. Mm -hmm. It was the most interesting, yeah. I think, yeah. But Junction had the mm -hmm. widest variety of beer, and yeah. they had tons to go, tons, to right? Go. Yeah, they had a whole fridge, and they were like the they were very like cool. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And then, yeah, they were the more, like, upscale type brewery. Shacklands was more of your unique type brewery. Yeah, it was way smaller. Yeah, Reinhard was more of your classic. Classic. What you would yeah. expect type of brewery. Yeah, where you, you know? see, like, the, the, the tanks and stuff. Yeah, like right. taking up most of the warehouse, space, yeah, warehouse you know, type of look. Really, Junctions yeah, like really was cool a little look. bit more refined, um, but like, uh, so what I found out about that whole Junction area, I remember, was that like, uh, what was it like? They had like a, there was like a prohibition. Yeah, it was the prohibition area for a while. Yeah. Oh, because uh, I think there's like a bunch of railroads yes. and stuff like that. Um, so that's what the Junction, like Junction Brewery actually kind of has like a railroad type of theme, mm -hmm. sort of. And, um, so they had a bunch of beers, but then, uh, these railroad workers and people who worked in the rail railroad business would, you know, after they got off work, there was like a bunch of bars there. They would fucking get drunk. They would just fucking act reckless. Railroad shit. Yeah. So the people who like originally lived there were like, um, like they need to fucking stop. So they passed a law where they, uh, basically the prohibition lasted from 1904 to 1998. So it was like pretty fucking recent Yeah. that they like, uh, finally was like, okay, bars can open now, Yeah. you know? And then they started opening it and then it kind of became like a little hip it little area. It like a cool little like, yeah. like hipster right, right. area. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, we recommend just 
just go to that area just because you'll be able to hit up. You'll hit a lot of breweries yeah. real easy. Yeah, you know, that's what you want to look for when you're traveling. That's my tip for yep. tra traveling uh, beer trips. Save on the Uber. Yeah, look for where it's concentrated, you know, and make sure there's like a legit one, at least one of them in the mix. And then you're going to, you know, you, you'll have like a pretty decent time. So, may I ask you a question? Yes. What made you want to drink? Oh, shit. Oh. So... I mean, we had 4th of July. We did, and so did everyone else. No, not everyone, just fucking Americans. No, no, we, no, just Americans had Independence Day. Right. Everyone had 4th of July. Yeah, just July 4th, not 4th of July. It's two, two different things, okay? Wow. No, nobody else wow. is calling it 4th of wow. July. Nobody cares about that date. I feel like I outrank you in this because I'm an American. Yeah, I mean, nobody's fucking calling it 4th of July. I'm telling you, as a non-American, somebody who knows what that date is called, July 4th. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, uh, so on July 4th, aka 4th of July, Independence Day, um, we uh, ended up doing like a Skype session. Skype beer session with our friends who are also craft beer enthusiasts. And so we Not did as that. enthusiastic as us. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't have a podcast. Um, so we did that on July 4th. And then on July 5th, which is literally just July 5th because it's just a day. The 5th of July. No, nobody, nobody ever said that. Um, <laughs> we, we have a, a social distance uh, hangout with our friends who, came, who like, live pretty close to us. They came to hang out in our front lawn where we sat on the porch and stuff, you know. So yeah. we actually met in person but at a distance. So we had that. Two days in a row, and that Just was really close nice. enough to breathe Corona all over each other. Yeah, you know, who knows? We'll see in two weeks, I guess. Um, yeah, so that, like, I mean, we definitely did drink and just, you know, hanging out. It felt nice, you know? And, and what was nice about it for me is that, uh, so on 4th of July, we were first, like, in in the living room with our iPads and just, you know, drinking and Skyping and whatever. But then uh, we decided to take it outside. So then we sat out on the porch and we set up the iPad and then they eventually went out to their like balcony. And so they set it up so that the, the, uh, their view was behind them and we could see all the fireworks because where we are, we can hear all the fireworks like crazy, but we can't really see them. So it was kind of funny how we could hear it and then we were watching it behind them yeah. in the screen. You know, so like I had a really good time. Like we hung out outside. It's just nice to sit outside, you know, because it's hot in here. Yeah. You know, it's just nice. Yeah. And we got fucking bit by mosquitoes like crazy. The neck, we didn't notice it really that night. But the next day, it was a mess. Yeah, yeah. Like if the if somebody asked the mosquitoes what made them want to drink, yeah. they would have said us. us. 
Yeah. yeah. No, we really. We, I mean, I hope got, they got drunk. I hope they got drunk at the very least. We, we got our asses kicked. We really like, did. I'm I still have never like been bitten up that much. Nah, it's crazy. Those, it was crazy. Know? Yeah. But um, you know, you know what? It was worth it. No, it was fine. You know, like I mean, we might have gotten malaria it. or whatever, but you know. Uh, we'll find out in two weeks. I don't know how. I mean, I, I don't know how that, long it takes. I don't think <laughs> no? that everything has a two. Okay, fine. Incubation. I don't know how long the uh, malaria <laughs> incubation period is. You know, I don't really want to look it up either. You know, in case I have it, I want to be surprised by malaria. You know. Yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much what made me want to drink too. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. You know, mm. just. Being able to kind of socialize with people, yeah. and you know, we, we, we've been doing this a lot, you know, mm-hmm. trying to find more and more ways to socialize creatively, yeah, because this situation is crazy making. Like, me myself, like, I don't see myself feeling comfortable going out, right? You don't want to do that, yeah, yeah. I'm like, maybe 2021, <laughs> like, I will come out, you know. Like, and I mean, one thing that I like about this is, you know, I have been waiting for an excuse to try to, you know, make facial hair happen, you know? Really? Well, yeah. When have you ever needed an excuse? I mean, you know, well. Winter, like like you, you're like winter, that's an excuse. That in between time. Okay. You know, it's not good. And when you still got to go, like, deal with people. When it goes I, mean, out, I don't it think it's that bad. Huh? I don't think it's it that bad. It doesn't work out. Well, all I know is that, like, yeah, it's not that bad. But it's know? not, like, full, like, yeah, sub, like what you would I like. Get, I can't get right. it done. You know, I can't get it done. Yeah, that's, get, you know, that's you know? genetics. You wish you could yeah, think about that. So, I just remember the other day, like, mm-hmm. I don't check Instagram very often. Yeah. You know, I'm just not one of those people. Right. You know, um, I find, like, social media, like, for the most part, it makes me feel bad. Mm-hmm. I like Twitter mm-hmm. because people make a lot more jokes. Mm-hmm. It's more text-based. But, like, the, 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 the image stuff, like, like, especially right now, like, you know, I fell off, like, physically, you know, appearance-wise. I don't well, it's not see. like you were posting selfies. I know, but I also, but I was able to be to myself, like, I look better than that. Like, wow, you're like, day, I could post a selfie. Yeah, I could post a selfie, but I'm, but I'm, damn, but I'm not that vain. I'm only vain enough to think that I look better than the person whose selfie wow. I'm looking at. Wow. So, I fucking, I got no confidence in selfie game. I'm like, <laughs> so, no, please take, but I accidentally looked. Oh boy. And I saw a friend of mine mm-hmm. and his beard was voluminous oh. and gorgeous. Wow. And like I saw like a picture of him from like two weeks back. Uh-huh. And he didn't he didn't even have much facial hair. <laughs> but then like I, I he like, was like boom! Yeah, like like it was <laughs> like he tried to. It was like he put like he pushed it out and it said poof. Wow. You, like, he bloomed. All you gotta do is try. He bloomed. Mm. And I was like, this is so unfair. Like, I instantly felt like I felt emasculated, you know? And, like, I'm somebody, like, you know, like... I'm glad we don't have that. I would like to think that mm. I'm better than the, than being emasculated. I always feel emasculated. I'm like, <laughs> I, like, I come into the room, like, already... I come into the room demasculated. And then... From there, I get emasculated. 
Like I try, you know, I try to demasculate myself just to like make everyone else more comfortable when I come into a room. You know, I don't want to be too hyper masculine. You know, right, right. So I'm already demasculated. So then, imagine right. if you're demasculating yourself, and then someone emasculates you. Like yeah. how lack of masculation. I mean, like how little masculation do you? Do you masculinity have? is such a like masculinity. And femininity, both, like, those things are just such, like, fucking source of, like, toxicity, you know? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's all negative, but it's just, like, it can haunt people. People are fucking haunted by that shit, like, for life. I, I know. No kidding, you know? And, you know, you know like, like, me, like, I'm joking about it, like... Yeah. I joke about it. I no, no, really, I mean, like, I feel lucky that... We we don't have to feel that way, either of us. But I mean, I see it, and it's like painful. It's painful. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, a lot, you know, there is, uh, you know, definitely an argument that for some people, masculinity mm-hmm. is a cage. Yeah, you know, like it I don't is. say that. Like it's not that way for everyone, you know. And sometimes because, it's cultural too, yeah, which is like, but you know, like you know, I mean. But even with the whole thing where, you know, uh, people feel like, you know, like I see a lot of couples, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I talk about the mask thing every week, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about putting the mask in masculinity mm-hmm. last <laughs> week. But, you know, like I see couples mm-hmm. and I see the woman, she wears her mask mm-hmm. and the guy, he doesn't wear his mask. Yeah. And I think a lot about hearing right. on TV that... You know, like that that uh, wearing a mask is not manly, you know? And I'm like, this is definitely <laughs> like foolishness. You know, I can't imagine <laughs> having masculinity that fragile. <laughs> you know? Like We fucking like, deal with it. Yeah, like where where I, where I'm like, I can't uh where I mean, I'm like I I I have to risk a respiratory disease. I mean, if masculinity <laughs> means we're willing to withstand a virus, you know, whether it leads us to death or not, like, fuck it, then okay, like, it's, you're a bitch if you fucking wear a mask, I guess, you know, like, it's crazy, like, I don't get it. You know, like, if you're dead... There goes your fucking masculinity yeah. with your life. Like, yeah. there, like you know, like, there is no masculinity to be retained if your entire being is gone from the earth. So. Masculinity is way overrated, in yeah. my opinion. You know, it's really, in this society, uh-huh. it's really about paying rent. Like don't don't worry about don't worry about how manly you look. Worry, oh, about, man. worry about if you hit that rent check. Man. Worry about if you hit that mortgage. I like that worry. should be a movement. Like paying rent is for bitches. <laughs> that's that's how like you know what I mean. That's how we should be going at it with the fucking rent strike. Paying rent is for bitches. Totally, totally. We're fucking yeah. men. We don't pay rent. We fucking live in this house for free. <laughs> That's right. What do, I, what do I do? I'm a man. I squat. Exactly. <laughs> Real men squat. 
How about that for a hashtag real men squat? Hashtag real men squat. We're starting it. We're starting it. Are we? We're starting it. It's going to be us. Hashtag real men squat. That's what we're going to do. Oh, my God. So, Uh, are you ready? Do we have a question? I'd love. (laughs) We're just talking about. We're talking about 4th of July, and now we're talking about masculinity and how real men squat. That is Drink Local Podcast for you. (laughs) We have a comment from Matt. Matt! Hey, we haven't heard from Matt for a while. I know. I'm glad he's back. Yeah, yeah. Thank thank you for staying with us. Yeah, thank you. We really appreciate uh, your support. It says, hey, uh, Misa and Will. Your friend's question about whether dudes who drink IPAs are douchebags or if it's just coincidental was freaking hilarious because it's so true. We've all seen that guy for sure. Yeah, we have. Have you ever tried beer blending or do you have any thoughts on it? When my wife and I visited Rogue Brewery in Portland, Orlando, our server actually gave us a blend that she had made with she had made, which was Rogue's Chipotle Ale and Shakespeare Oatmeal Stout. Interesting. And it tasted like a spicy hot chocolate. It was awesome, but that's just, that's my only blending experience. Oh, wow. Like, that sounds amazing. That does. So I wonder if she just brought it out, like, hey, by the way, here's like a little blend I made. Right. Like, I've never had that experience yeah. where somebody just offered me a little blend they made. I've never had anyone offer me a blend. Yeah. I've never had the balls mm-hmm. to blend my own beers. Yeah, I you never know? really thought like, about I, it. You know, I, I, I've thought about it, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, can't do that. You know? Yeah. Um, not like you can't do that because, of course, I've had a black and tan. Yes. Right? You yeah. know, uh, most of us have had a black and tan, right? I don't know if most of us have, but that's, it's, I mean, it's like one of the, uh, if we're talking blending beers together, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I've, I, I've had that, Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure that I've had yeah. blends, Yeah. you know, from like, if I've gone to like a brewery or something and they have something special mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. I've had that, but yeah. I cannot think of any off of the top of my head right, right. that I've had, you know? Where, yeah, where it's like we blended these, like, here right. we go. Which, like, you know, I mean, I think I had mentioned um, drinking beer cocktails mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, like, about uh, that. like, you know, Rattlers um, are a thing. Uh, I think I mentioned, like, micheladas, which... I personally like... I want to mix a stout mm-hmm. and a rattler and call it a straddler. I don't know how well those are going to mix, though. I just want I just want it for the name. Straddler? Yeah. Um, because I feel but, like you always want to blend something dark and something light. Not necessarily. I think it just has to do with the flavor profile, honestly. You know, because like this... Uh, well, chipotle ale and oatmeal stout. I don't think those light are light. I mean, dark. not necessarily. Light dark. O- but oatmeal like, stout, dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who knows if the chipotle ale the was ale, light? At the darkest, it would have been an amber ale. Right. But like, okay. So, for example, what about mixing like a vanilla 
A vanilla what? Stout or something with coffee, you know? With coffee? Coffee stout. With a coffee stout? Mm -hmm. No, I could see doing that. You know? I could see mixing two stouts. Yeah, you know, um, I could see... But I can't see mixing, like, a Pilsner and a lager. Yeah, I feel like that would kind of be pointless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about an IPA in a... Like in a in a in a, in a pilsner, you're just watering down your IPA, right? I think it would have to be something where it's like not just it, a lager has, yeah, or not just that, an IPA. It has to be like a flavor or something. Like even just this green tea lager with something, perhaps you know. But at the same time, when something, especially with these Godspeed beers, now we're back on the Godspeed beers. <laughs> when something is so fine-tuned i like you know what this is how it's meant to be right you know yeah. and I would, so yeah. i would be a little bit more hesitant to like mix stuff like that maybe if it was a little bit more yeah because like if you do a black and tan it's like a, it's like a bass and a guinness or something totally right? yeah no, you know totally. so like yeah like that's one thing you know like if i mean i would a, like to do like a craft beer version of a black and tan that might be interesting. You know? You know, well... We can do an episode where we're trying blends. We might want to try that. Type things. There are definitely... Mixed beers. We definitely have some beers mm -hmm. that we need to get to in the very near yes. future. Yes, no, we do, we do. We so have we gotta beers in the fridge. So we got to try some of these beers. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, we, got, we got beers in both of the fridges. We got beers in both of the fridges where I'm like, can I drink these or are we saving them? And William would be like... Saving. No, that's for the podcast. And I'm like, all right, okay, well. Yeah, yeah we're saving them. Yeah. We're saving them. I don't even know what they are. Yeah. But, hey. Yes. I just have one question for you. What is it? No, you got more, more questions than one. I know it. Yeah, well, I, I have one question, but it's repeated with different variations <laughs> on it. And that question is, where can they find us on Twitter? At DrinkLocalTV. Where can they find us on Instagram? At Drink Local TV. Man, you were ready this time. I was. Where can they find us on the information superhighway? DrinkLocal.tv. All right. Hey, and we are so glad that we got to do this again. We are so mm -hmm. glad that we got to do this supersized taste. Yes, they were all so delicious. These were so good. So we good. Shout out, Kochan, for having our back. Yes, we are going to finish Backs. these. Have a good evening. Yes. And or morning, we'll be whatever. Back with you guys very, very soon. Yep. But until then, bottoms up. Bottoms all the way up. <laughs>